this week of with the exes i'm stony rose i'm looking you more we are the relationship realist and this is your safe place to start the hard conversations yes i've lost count of what week we're in but we are in the first quarter yes we're wrapping up the first quarter yes so you guys can join us live on facebook now or you can get into the conversation early if you email your recaps and any questions to info at withtheexes.com. That's info at withtheexes, E-X-E-S, dot com. Now, tonight's topic is divorce and remarriage. Got Whew. a couple of guests that we're going to be talking to. But I wanted to do something different since we are wrapping up our first quarter. Okay. I got a report, and so I'm excited about what that looks like. Okay. So, we wanted to say thank you to our listeners around the world. Woo! I've got the top ten countries. So here we go. Oh, we need a drum roll. <laughs> top ten countries are the United States, the United Kingdom, Chile, India, Russia, Germany, Mexico, Netherlands, Kazakhstan, and Australia. Get out of here. Yes. Where we going first? <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get a vacation out of here. Calm down. Let's just pick a spot. Pick <laughs> yes. A spot. That would that be one. wonderful. So that was exciting. That is me. so that really exciting. exciting. And we also want to thank our Facebook live viewers. I'm not looking at the screen right now, so I, I can't see names. So if, if they start popping up, shout okay. them out. We'll but do. thank you guys for watching, for tuning in, for supporting yes. us, for showing up. And for participating. Absolutely. That's huge. One week to the next, you guys are here with us, and we thank you. So, oh, there's something different that I want to do. I might be able to get to it over the break. I wanted to pin the donate link because we have people who Absolutely. have been reaching out to us for support. And yes. so we've individually been desk. sending people the link from yes. Facebook. Uh, we gangsters, y'all. Y'all can just put money on our books. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. <laughs> you can just put money on our books. Yeah. So I'll try to get the link posted and pinned in the Facebook Live comments. Otherwise, you can go to FRNB. No, 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 no. FBRN.US <laughs> slash You're smiling at you. dash the dash exes yes and so they will put they will actually credit our account so that helps us out because we don't have yes. to handle anything and it also helps us out because we know we're going to be on the air yeah to the next without having yes. to go into our pocket so we appreciate all of you guys who have already shown your love and support absolutely who've already lifted us up in prayer absolutely and who keep us encouraged from i can't even say week to week i'm just day to so day, excited from day to day. yes okay we have some people popping up yes. javina davis thank Welcome, you javina, javina. jl hall who never misses a show thank you thank you jl we appreciate you guys so much for the support or I see little names on the bottom of my screen. Shout out to Derek Butts. Yes. And also Felicia Renee Dobbins. Thank and you. Cornell Howard. Ree Richardson. And there's somebody else that went away. Terry Cooper. Thank you. Welcome and thank you guys Welcome. for joining us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So we always go 
and say that you know marriage and mental health are real yes and on this show as we learn from week to week this is the platform god has given us to talk about that right and so we want to continue to be the bridge between those two because marriage is one thing mental health is another but they definitely play a role yes they go hand in hand i used to say i don't think marriage causes mental health but some people have corrected me after listening to the show they're like yeah girl yeah absolutely (laughs) so i stand corrected yes ma'am there are some people who believe that marriage has caused them some mental to go mental yeah and and that's real Hmm. i can see how that could be true (laughs) yeah Cause if you didn't come with some issues, and now you have them, what's the common denominator? Mm. That's another time. Yeah, girl, let me be quiet. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let you go with this one. <laughs> let me be quiet. Well, because thank you, Yvette Horn. Because we always we say that we want to get the right people in the right relationships. That part. But because you can't just snatch somebody from one place and put them in another. Right. We're also committed to making sure that you are right in the relationship that you're in. And you say that every week. Yeah. And it makes so much sense. Because some people just want to be in a relationship. Right. Raggedy and all. Girl. Just be right. Ooh, y'all. So, please, don't so do it. That's my word for, for this week coming off yeah. of Resurrection Weekend. If you are in the relationship that you choose to be in, choose Mm. to be in it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, or or get out of it. Or get one hundred percent. Right, but no fifty-fifty. You can't be fifty-fifty, especially if you haven't communicated to the other person that they only have fifty. Like that's not gonna work. Where they do that at? Don't oh, answer that. <laughs> don't I, not, don't you dare answer that question. <laughs> Moving right along <laughs> to champagne and shades. We already on shades, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> What's popping now? So champagne and shades has an official sponsor. Did you hear the sound effect? Yes. We had a girl. Bottle I was like, bam, snap. So champagne and shades is brought to you by With Style Catering in Seattle, Washington. And so I'm excited because I personally have experienced her food. So I speak from experience. Like, I support this message. Girl, I've been hearing so much about it. Yes. So we'll have to have her Mm. come to do something. So Bridget has been catering to the stars. Like, seriously, catering to the stars. She has served for President Bill Clinton with rave reviews, Mm. uh, Pat LaBelle, Snoop Dogg, Brad Pitt, uh, CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. And so if you want to experience some high-class style with some southern confident cuisine visit with stylecatering.com she actually says if you have a spatula if look have spatula will travel what so she will come to you um she's been here she's been to louisiana houston la wherever you are is where she will come to and all the information is on with stylecatering.com Love it. Yeah, I'm excited to, mm. to try some of that again. Yes. So, what's popping shocked me because I was just browsing the headlines. And first I read um, two friends found out that they're more than friends. And it's like, okay, what kind of shenanigans are we about to get into? Right. So, I'm reading this story. Two grown men, brothers, as in brown skin. Okay. They have been friends for the last 12 years. Wow. 
one of them had a form of cancer and so he did a DNA test in hopes of finding other people that he shared DNA with in case he needed bone marrow at a later date. Wow. The other friend, he started a family. So he had his first son and decided that he wanted to be able to give his son something going forward because neither of them knew anything about their dads. Wow. The guy who became the new father, he got his results and it matches you. I guess kind of like Ancestry.com. It tells right. you all these people are related to you. Right. And he goes, Mom, I know this guy. Like the name pops up and he's like, I know him. And he said it was his half-brother. So he calls the guy. And the guy answers the phone basically, what's up? Because he thinks he's, his boy is calling to invite him right. to a party as always. Like, what you doing? What's right. up this weekend? Right. He's like, you heard of this thing called, um, I think it's 23, 23 and me. That's what it is. And he was like, yeah, I did that uh, when I was diagnosed with cancer in hopes that I could find people on my dad's side that might be able to help me if I ever needed a bone marrow transplant later on. Right. So his story is his cancer is gone. Um, he's completely cured. However, the other guy says, well, I did it because I wanted to be able to give my son a starting point going forward. And he's like, okay, so cool. What's right. up? He says, we're half brothers. And these are grown men. Get out of here. And so he's like, wait a minute, what? You're telling me we're brothers? He's like, we are half brothers. So they interviewed the moms singing in the same choir at the same church Get out for of 34 here. years. 34 years. Did the moms not know? Wait for it. They chose the same donor. <gasps> <laughs> Yeah. No. So at first you're thinking, okay, this is a mess, but it's like, oh, wait a minute. They purposely and intentionally decided that they both wanted to be single moms and went and chose the same donor. Wow. And they knew each other this whole time. But you know, I and guess nobody was know. talking about, you know, they probably didn't say, yeah, I went and had a donor. That's not popular. You just assume it's that still not a popular. single parent. Right, right. But that brought me back to the question we talked about with the lady that lost her son in war. Yes. And she froze yes. his semen because she might want to use it later right. on. We asked the question, was that fair? So when I was reading this, I'm like, well, how was this different? I mean, everybody has the right to do what they want to do, but yeah. these they talked about the problems that they faced because they didn't know who they were. They didn't have a man in their life. They didn't have role models and men. So it's like, okay, was it selfish for the mom to say, I don't have a husband, but I've always wanted a child, so I'm going to go get one? I don't know if I would say selfish. Okay, but what I will say is... Um, Men have a lot to contend with already. So for me to purposely raise um, a son without a father. Well, now, you know they didn't know they were going to end up with sons. Right. But, but the, the but, possibility okay. is there. Yes. Mm -hmm. So for me, because it is a possibility, I don't think I would do it. Um, men just go through a lot. And with the absence of a father, it, it multiplies Yeah, that's it. added. Now, 
girls go through a lot too. Yeah, without a dad. So, as as a mother, you need to be, you need to have a plan. That's what I was thinking. You have to have a plan. You know, that's that's a lot because your plan can't always be your dad. Like my dad. Yes. Was probably thinking I'm too old. Right. Like if I was telling him I'm trying right. to have this child by myself, right. are you gonna be able to take him fishing? Are you gonna be able to teach him this? My dad would probably look at me and be like, No. Right. I had no plans to do anything. No. That. And I'm not. I'm, no. So I, I need you not to have me as part of your backup plan. That part. But another thing that got me was these were sisters. Like I don't know sisters that's going out and and having in vitro fertilization. I don't either. And probably because I'm not in that financial bracket. I'm one person. Okay, so we back to rich people problems. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Folks in my circle, they 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 have babies, but it be on accident. Care, right, the kids. They be like, oh my care. gosh, this time of the month, and then did not have. You know what I'm saying? Now, <laughs> I'm just saying those are people in my circle. Right, not people that are planning to have a child by themselves. Girl, no. Yeah, I don't think I know anybody that's yeah. planning to have a child by themselves. No. It's always an accident in my circle. But you know, they do say you need to get a bigger circle. I'm working on it. You get in the bigger circle? But this circle. The circle that you're in right now? Mm -mm. I'm telling you now, if anybody in my circle is having babies, I'm going to laugh first. Yeah, I was the last one in my circle hilarious. to have a baby. Really? I was almost 40 when I had Oh, girl, yeah, you were last. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I was the last one. Well, I was the first. Yes, you were. You were. That's crazy. That is what, yeah. The last shall be first, then the, the first, first shall be last. <laughs> you are listening to With the X's on Fishbowl Radio Network. We were so caught up that we, like, completely forgot to do our recap. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I had a takeaway. It was basically when King Charles said last week we were talking about marital bondage. Right. Um, your plan or God's will. Yes. When he said I could only do what I knew to do. So he talked about his blueprint. Mm. And so that was huge for me because bad, good, or indifferent, right? You only know what you know, right? And so that was the precedence that he set for all of his relationships because I that's love what that. he knew, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, so many of our men, which is another reason why when you were talking about what's popping, having children on your own, see, that's another thing because yeah. you do what you see, and when they're when there's no man present, I mean, what are you, you, what are you gonna do? What your mama doing? Oh yeah, that's not good. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that was that was the reason why I said I don't know if I would do that. Right. Now for my recap from last week, it was men are confused. That was good. Based on the fact that different women, you don't know what. Women want in a man. So we're confusing them. So it's we're confusing them. Yeah, it's what he's that's saying. What he said. So I mean, I can see that. That's it. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. So you guys, <sighs> you can always get your take in takeaways into us, and we will share them on live. We have been told that our guest is on the phone. Awesome. Hello. Can you hear us? Hello, ladies. Hi. How are you? 
Good evening. Good evening. I How are you? Good. Wonderful. I am so excited to talk to you. We have you <laughs> on the phone, and producer, our second guest is downstairs. Okay. Kiwani, <laughs> I wanted to start off just saying congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. Congratulations. Like, thank you. Thank you, ladies, so much. Thank you, thank you. She actually. <laughs> to God be the out. glory. Absolutely, yes. for the things he has done. She um, reached out for one thing, which was to edit a book that her coach told her that she basically needed to be doing. Okay. And so <laughs> in doing that, she and I started talking and got connected and I just fell in love with her book. Oh. Um, my piece is his masterpiece. Yes. It's a beautiful book, but it talks about her life, the ins and outs of her childhood, her relationships mm -hmm. and her marriage where she is now. So you guys, this is a book that you really want to read just for general purposes. And just so you know, I've ordered mine. All right. Yes. Thank you. And first of all, please <laughs> let me just tell you thank you. Thank you for being so raw. You're welcome. Yes. For being so real. Because thank you. especially in the church, we're dealing with real people with real problems. And we need some Absolutely. real folks that are going to be real about these real people and these real problems Absolutely. so i Absolutely. appreciate you so much <laughs> for stepping outside of the comfort zone because we're taught to be quiet mm -hmm. and i appreciate yeah. you for breaking the silence and in that way you're going to help so many women and i thank and you for I that i pray i pray that that is what it does that is absolutely what the purpose of the book is I just want to be a blessing to somebody and I've always said from day one that if only one woman gets it and she seeks the help that she needs then my job is done well honey, I love it hunty, hunty. your job is done it's done <laughs> <laughs> it's done but I wanted you to talk specifically because it is raw mm -hmm. but I love it because mm -hmm. people need real and they people do. need raw they and do. so I mm -hmm. know having read the book that you were <laughs> married and then you guys mutually decided to get a divorce yes how long were you married the first time well the first marriage lasted nine years oh wow but prior to the nine years of marriage he was my high school sweetheart mm. and we had dated throughout our high school college years and mm. then after wow. graduation from college we shacked up i remember that and now we that lived together yeah. cohabitating um for many years before we even decided to get married so, so there was history. nine years of marriage mm. after 16 years of doing it the wrong way so mm. this was somebody that you actually knew so what was it about the marriage or um like the season that you guys were in that you came together and decided this just isn't working well after having i believe that initially we were married for all the wrong reasons. I think that um, we allowed other people to convince us that we needed to be married since mm. we had 
done all of the married stuff before the marriage. We put the cart before the horse. We had the baby mm. before the marriage. We were already living together. We got to a place where we both um, began a new walk, a new Christian walk. And so people were saying, okay, but you know, this is the right thing to do. This is the right thing to do. You guys need to be married. You already have the baby. You're already doing married stuff. So you guys should be married. And so we allowed others to convince us that we needed to be married. Wow. So that was the first wrong yeah. in the situation, doing it because others wanted us to do it and not because we wanted to, um, not because God had led us to, but just because we it was the right thing to do because we, we already had the baby and we were already living right. under the same roof. Mm. How many um, we tried to make it work. That, that we honestly, both of us um, came from broken homes Mm. He was raised by a single mother, had never seen a healthy marriage. And my mom had had several men in and out and nothing about her relationships were, were, was healthy. Mm. And so we did what we thought was the right thing to do. Here we are, we have this son, we want to do what's right by our son, but we have no clue what the right thing is. So the entire marriage was a struggle. And at some point, we realized that it was a struggle and that it was not the right thing to do. Okay. Wow. We lived under the same roof for the last part of the marriage. We were under the same roof, but we were not happy. We were not, we were barely communicating. We were not sleeping in the same room. We were, because we had tried everything and it just didn't work. Um, there was infidelity. Um, he was, um, when I met him, he was in the streets and so that was the lifestyle that we initially had but when it came time to get a, a, a regular job a regular nine to five he didn't have that mentality he couldn't do it mm. so he he could not provide for our family which meant i became the breadwinner uh, yeah um so there was just so much tension there was so much strain on the marriage from the very beginning and we pretended for nine years wow. that wow. we were, we were going to be married. We we're going to do this because it's the right thing to do in everybody else's eyes. We did not want to raise our son um, in a broken home. So we wanted to stay together for our son. And the more we found excuses, the worse the marriage got. Wow. Did you hear her? Yeah. We pretended we for nine years. Nine how yes. many of us pretend for 90 mm -hmm. for 90 we, so Kiwan, yes. is there anything that you would say that took place in your first marriage that prepared you for your second marriage well i learned in the first marriage what not to do <laughs> in the second marriage <laughs> yeah. and then it also prepared me to learn how to love unconditionally Mm. I think that the first marriage was very conditional. It was what 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 you do for me will determine what I will do for you. What wow. you don't do for me will dictate what I will not do for you. It was not unconditional. Wow. It was pretending. And so in that first marriage, because I saw all of what we did not do correctly, it prepared me to make some changes i yeah. knew what i did not want to do should god allow me to be married a second time so you self-corrected okay self-corrected definitely mm -hmm. um is there anything that stands out 
How long were you um, single between your first marriage and your second marriage? We separated. I separated from the first husband, and I stayed separated from him, but not divorced for about three years. Wow. And it wasn't until I started dating the now husband that I moved on actually divorcing the first husband. Oh, wow. But in that time that we were separated, I knew there was no reconciliation. It was just a matter of who's going to be the first to go and file this paperwork. Who's going to be the first to say it's officially over. Who's going to take the blame and say to our son, she did it. Your mom divorced me or your dad divorced me. And so we just never took the time to go actually file this paperwork, but we were separated and we knew that there was no coming back together. It wasn't until I started dating the now husband and got serious about him that I knew I needed to cut my losses with the first husband and make room for God to do what he needed to do to prepare me for should this new man become my husband. And wow. this book, I'm telling y'all, this book is good from beginning to end. <laughs> oh my God! It really is. Uh, I told her this was the fo- first book that I ever edited that I stopped and did a review. I typically don't do that right. because I just feel like as an editor, I'm edi- I'm editing. It's my right. job to edit. Right. But her book was so good that I literally stopped <laughs> editing the book went to social media and said y'all need to get this book when it comes out like when this book drops y'all need to be ready for it and then i went back oh and i yeah (laughs) it's that good is that good it is really good some people want to know the name again my piece my piece is his masterpiece yes and it's kiwani murray You can find the book on Amazon, but what's your website? That's why I saw Amazon. The website is www.kiwanimurray.com, and you can find the book there as well as um, T-shirts there, and you can purchase it through the website as well. And that's K-I-W-A-N-I Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y.com. This book Correct. is good, y'all. Yes. <laughs> yes. Girl, I'm trying to catch my breath. I'm like, <sighs> and you said a lot. So if you could just um, summarize the book, because I got in trouble before, because I love to read. And when I get excited, I love to share. So, <laughs> But she tells all it? the high yeah, parts. Like I start telling what happened. So I'm going to let you talk about the book. Because you know what not to say that's going to spoil it for somebody else. Yes. <laughs> well, the book is actually my story, as she's already stated. Um, and it's not my entire story. I could not put it all in one book. Mm. But I wanted to put the testimonies that meant the most to me in the book because I know that there are women dealing with the very same thing that I've dealt with who have not yet found the courage or the strength to say that this is what I'm dealing with. So I stepped out on faith and said, okay, Lord, if you you tell me to put this book out here, I have to be very transparent because that's what it's about. I need to 
help somebody to be blessed, to find their strength or their courage. So it's my story from childhood up until now. Wow. Um, there are very, um, there's some details in there that I had not even shared ever before. Wow. And it wasn't until I started writing that God laid it in my heart to share those things so that I could also um, be free of the shackles that were even holding me. The things that I was afraid to share, I finally found the strength to share. Um, I talked about my my children. I talked about the first marriages and the second marriage as well. I talked about my relationship with my parents. I talked about how I struggled with forgiving people and then forgiving myself. I held on to grudges for a very long time. It mm. was like I had a very easy um, way of cutting people off. Wow. And God had to deal with me in that area before I could get all that he has for me. I had to learn how to bestow on others the same forgiveness that he gives me every day. Wow. So Grace. the book is very intimate because I'm, I went really deep about some things that I had to deal with mentally. There's a period in my life that had been had has been blacked out i i have no recollection of what was going on in my life at that time and so i shared some of what caused it and how i'm trying to deal with it now so that i can be all that god intended for me to be so the book is my life my passion on pages i love that wow her life and her passion on pages Mm -hmm. I tried to sound all deep <laughs> with that. <laughs> I just needed to breathe a minute. She's processing. Again, you tell us the name of the book and your contact information. Okay. The name of the book is My Pieces, His Masterpiece. And you can find it on Amazon.com. And also the website is www Kiwani Murray, which is K-I-W-A-N-I-M-U-R-R-A-Y.com. You can also find me on my Facebook page under Kiwani Murray, as well as Instagram, Mrs. Murray Forever. Thank we just want to thank you so much for taking the time. Yes, I thank absolutely. Thank you ladies for having me. I have enjoyed talking to you. You have blessed us. Yes, you have. Guys, you are listening thank to you. With the Exes on Fishbowl Radio Network. I'm looking forward to um, because I wanted to share Kiwani's story, but I have been raving about boot camp oh. since I got yes, back from boot camp. She has. Oh. Bless I'm trying heart. to get everybody to believe. Bless her. You know, <laughs> Absolutely. Come, everybody come. And so to have you here to talk about the ins and out of how that works, because mm -hmm. I've shared mm -hmm. my experience as mm -hmm. a participant, mm -hmm. but you know how in depth it goes and why you guys do what you do. Yes. And I wanted people to hear about that part. Mm -hmm. But I was also blessed by your testimony that mm -hmm. you shared on, I think it was the second day or maybe the third day. Yeah. And so it was kind of funny, but it was really, really good. Oh, thank you. Yes. It was, I'm going to let y'all hear it. Please. Because y'all know I'll start talking. I'll start telling people stories. So the first thing I guess I would say is that knowing 
some of your story now. Mm -hmm. I do know that you were married before. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. you're married. Her husband now, he's just like her. Like, he's, <laughs> they're like <laughs> two. Uh, their relationship goals, like seriously. Oh, they, oh I keep saying that. Mm -hmm. They compliment each other so well. I like, love that. They got it right. Oh, thank the second you. time, girl, don't right. you love it when they get it right? <laughs> yeah, it took me. It was more than the second time, but I, but um, I'll, I'll tell you more about that <laughs> yeah, later. Yeah, I didn't know that. So there's hope. Uh -huh. There is hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh -huh. So yes. you came for me today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, hold on. Well. Let me scoop my chair. Because <laughs> she takes notes. Yes. Well, you know what? But you, you learn from your mistakes. You know, yes. I, and I have had people say, "What makes you somebody who can stand up here when you failed?" It's like, Ooh. okay, you know what? Where do you get your deepest, most intense, most life-saving lessons? It's when you fail. Absolutely. And so I failed, and I took that learning, and I wasn't going to like let it destroy me. Absolutely. It's like, no, okay, I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to find a way to make this right. And then I found a passion in the healing arts and in counseling psychology. Wow. Not just from my own failure, but from my parents' failures, my, wow. my siblings' failures. All I mean, I come from a long line of failures, so. Wow. So she just puts mm -hmm. it out there. And I think that's part of I love that. the process that we're trying to get people to, especially ourselves. Right, right. Just own that you are whatever Absolutely. it is that you are. Right. And work with whatever that looks like. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I know that, like, for me, it's like you guys are double blessed because you've got your personal testimony, mm -hmm. but then you've got your, your professional testimony. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so when you see what they've built together, it's like, Okay, I get people saying God hates divorce, but God wanted her and Jim together. Mm. Right. Like I'm going to cry. He <laughs> wanted when you meet them and you see them together and how they interact and this is real. It's like no, they were supposed to be together. But you don't, don't even have to see him with her. You can just look You at can her. just look at her when you when you mention him. Mm. Oh. Cuz he's adorable. He really is. He's my pain, but <laughs> And I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love it when they can be a pain and you're still happy yeah. that you're like in you it. you wouldn't choose another you know, pain. I, right. I, um, I, I have had, okay, so one of my mentors, um, Mark Baker, who I don't know if you, if you know of him, but he's an author, therapist, was a pastor. He's one of my mentors. Um, he has said many times, your marriage to Jim is providential. Now, I go to, I go to Mark to complain about Ooh. my husband okay Love and he it. always says okay this is providential he was here to be iron sharpening iron to you and he wow. hits you exactly in the place where you've got a, you've got a spot that needs a healing and you've got wow. some leftover stuff from i mean i'm a big believer in marriage being the crucible for your unfinished business oh and so now think about it you have people all the time saying um, oh my gosh, I keep making the same mistake. Mm -hmm. And I did. I, I made the same mistake. And now I'm seeing some of the suffering in my current marriage and going, ah, this is mine. Oh. This is my unfinished business. He pokes at me in exactly that place mm. where I'm wounded and I still need a healing. Wow. And you love him enough to let him do it. Mm. Well, I do. <laughs> Oh my I God. do, um, but it is it's and that's one of the things that I take to my couples is like, um, if you are seeing uh, that you your mate puts a hurt on you, you need to look at that and take joy in your suffering and say, okay, what is what's the what's the gold to be harvested here? Really, really hard. 
It's really, really hard. Mm. But I have to tell myself that too. There's gold to be harvested from having the heartache that he's given me right now. Mm. And then I take, and, and as you know from the boot camp, a lot of the drills and stuff come out of our big fights. Yeah, their <laughs> so, personal experiences. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, but they work. That's not yes. they, work. they really, really work. Which goes back to what we've been saying purpose, mm. marriage, and purpose. Marriage and purpose. Mm. Yeah, they have to go together. They have wow. to. Wow. Yeah. So speaking yeah. of purpose, your testimony. You talked about how when your first marriage ended, mm -hmm. you had a girlfriend, and she's mm -hmm. like, "Girl, you need a new man." Yes, you know. So. She said, "She said yes. I have the perfect. I was so I was in a state of depression. It was the mm -hmm. lowest point in my life. Mm -hmm. All my dreams and hopes and all of that were just like dashed." Mm -hmm. And she was like, "I know what you need. You need a new man." And I was like. You got that right. That sounds right to me. And she said, I have the perfect place. Oh, There's this very, very hip uh, West L.A. beautiful people church. It's funky, okay? It's in the auditorium of junior high school, but the music is amazing. They've got Earth, Wind, and Fire doing worship, and I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to find it. Who wouldn't be in? Yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire right? doing the praise and worship. Right. Girl, I'm about to catch a praise bag right now. Just think. <laughs> right? <laughs> I felt something with that. So I started going to this church with my girlfriend, and she was like, okay, there's just one one point in the service that I want you to be aware mm -hmm. and I want you to be careful here because what they're going to do is they're going to say okay everybody bow their heads and he's going to say this whole thing I can't even remember what it was but if it speaks to you you just put your hand up and she said if that happens don't raise your hand that's the part that got me and i was like okay okay and so every i'm going every sunday and it's like he oh, right lower your, okay everybody lower their heads i lower my head and i'm thinking okay don't do it don't do it and he just said something that spoke to my heart and he the pastor said look um there's a passage in matthew it says you know um jesus said come unto me all of ye who are burdened and heavy mm -hmm. laden and I will give you rest take my mm. yoke upon you take my yoke upon you and take mine for my my burden is easy and my yoke is or my right. my yoke is easy and, and my, my burden, burden is light, light. Mm -hmm. and that spoke so deeply to my heart and I was thinking you want this you want right. this piece of sh you want this right and I was like fine fine take it and I just defiantly put my head, I've got my head down, i got my hand up, and all of a sudden he says, all right, everybody with their hand up, stand up and come forward. And I'm thinking, oh, this is why she said don't do it. I had my head down the whole time. I didn't know right. what, what was you didn't happening know what was next. next. Right. So anyway, it was a it was an altar call. I didn't really understand what that meant because I'd never been in a church mm -hmm. myself. And um, I was going there to find my next hookup. And as I was going to church Sunday after Sunday, I was noticing like, like four rows ahead of me was the actor... Um, Jeff Conaway, you know who that mm -hmm. is. Yes, um, he was Kaniki in Greece, and yes. then and then ended up a, you know a drug abuser and just threw his his life away to drugs and all that kind of stuff. But I was like, oh, there he is, <laughs> there he is. There's my uh huh. There he is. <laughs> my and so so here I am, raising my hand, standing up, walking down, and looking at Jeff, going, "Okay, what's up? <laughs> hey." And then I go all the way to the front, and then and then I'm just surrounded by beautiful people putting their hands on me and, and praying for me, and it would just it changed my life. Wow! It was like, okay, this is what surrender feels like. Mm -hmm. This is what, and and I was willingly giving my life away, and I said, you want it, you take it, and now I I just submit, 
and it was just you know it was supernatural it was like in the second and it was in the spirit that I, I didn't even know what I was doing mm -hmm. wow. honestly um, so I walked up there had people lay hands on me and pray over me and I walked out of that church a different person and I've never been the same I was thinking about this the other day that was I was 31 years old Okay. okay, I'm 62 years old now. Wow! So it was half of my life. I ago. never would have guessed that. No, half of my life. Girl, ago. you look good. Okay. I just had to. I, okay, I'm back. Go ahead. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, no, I. Oh, but I got to tell you, when I was, okay, so uh, that was my first divorce. Okay. Um, I just I have to tell you that my second divorce was so miserable, and I was 52 years old when I went through that divorce. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm just gonna have to sort of surrender the dream, surrender the dream. And um, uh, some girls at my office started teasing me and saying, you're too hot, you can't surrender, to, you, gotta, you have to get out there and date, go on this website. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went on a dating website called Plenty of Fish. And it's a, a there's no monitoring of the behavior so I don't you think can I've ever even heard of that oh it's free Ooh, plenty of fish uh-huh it's free it's it's a little shady there's lots of married uh, okay anyway so I was on there a little bit and then I saw Jim's little picture pop up and I went oh he's so cute <laughs> so I pinged him because his profile was like number one he'd never dated a brunette Okay. Ah. Never dated a dark-skinned woman. Never. He was all about the blonde, blue-eyed. I can see that. Mm -hmm. wow. I'm sorry, Jim, yeah. but I can see that. Um, <laughs> and so I pinged him, and he was like, okay, well, well maybe we can be friends. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, wow. long story short, we fell in love and got married shortly thereafter. And I can't remember where I was going with this story. You were talking about, I think you were going to the next marriage. Whoa. You came out of the first one. Yeah, Whoa. I came. I came out. I, I. I mean, I came out of that first marriage so heartbroken, and going to church was sort of a respite from my from my pain. And I really, really was going to the church for my next hookup, and looking for my new love. And I it. and I found it right. You found so it. So let me ask I you did. this. I found it. I did. So you were saying that your second divorce was it harder oh, than the first one? It was yes. Yeah, but a lot. Of, I made this, a lot of the same mistakes. A lot of the same mistakes. Um, it was hard because um, I was stolen from. I was lied to. I was. It was just a miserable, miserable situation. Mm -hmm. And I came out of it just a broken woman. And my bank account was broken. And my home. You know, it was like a real scam kind of a situation. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, the Lord had. Um, provision for me mm -hmm. and um, I remember there were two scriptures that I uh, actually several scriptures two in particular that were promises of the Lord one of them was Joel 225 that said I will give you back the years the locusts have eaten yeah. away right oh, wow. and so mm -hmm. I feel like in some ways him letting me stay young looking mm -hmm. is a part of his promise because there were there were years of my life taken away wow and then the second one was in and was in Zechariah 10 where he said I will give you two mercies for every woe and it's like oh, right wow. right Good. think about that if it was like okay all right you're gonna double down on blessings for every time I've been jacked around mm -hmm. okay then I, I'll, I'll, I'll um, take it I'll take I'll it it's worth the risk. I'll take it yeah I'll take it yeah well, I think you fared pretty well. I, I I did good. And what was interesting is the two mercies for every woe. Um, I took a financial hit that was significant 
really, really significant. And when Jim came into my life, he gave me back all of my dreams. You know, it was like the dream to Aww. to um, uh, retire. I was working corporate for 30 years. Um, I wanted to retire, and then after this whole mess, it was like, okay, I got two girls to put through college. Mm -hmm. I'll be working until the day I die. Um, he was like, nope, I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to protect you. And so he gave me that gift. I also had a dream because I grew up so poor, and and we just we just didn't have much of a home. I just always had a dream of having a beautiful home. And Dallas and the suburbs of Dallas, there's so many beautiful homes. So when I moved here from San Francisco, I was able to, to buy a beautiful home, but then had all that taken away because of the divorce. Right. Jim then comes along and he says, Let, let's build something together. So I got, uh, so then my, so there are, there are like three things. One was to retire and be able to follow my heart, my heart's passion of being a healer Which in the counseling psychology do. field, mm -hmm. right? Then the second one was to have a beautiful home which I just never thought I would have and then the third one was to have a great love of my life because all of my other relationships had failed me because I wanted that fairy tale right when you got it the, yes the great oh. love doesn't everybody want that everybody mm-hmm mm -hmm. oh. okay I'm so glad we're going to break I need to go give me some tissue <laughs> you are listening to with the exes on fishbowl radio network <laughs> Randy has blessed us. <sighs> it really has. So I can only imagine what the listeners and the viewers are hearing. They oh probably have the tissue. This is a lifetime movie. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> this is a lifetime movie. So your testimony is definitely what I wanted to start off with because mm -hmm. I feel like it would set the precedence yes. for where we were going because there are people who have probably felt like you mm -hmm. where their their dreams have died in one yes. relationship and they don't mm -hmm. know what's going to happen in the next one right. but then there are also people who are in this space where you know if they even consider divorce you might as well call it calvary mm. for them mm -hmm. but then if you get divorced and then you consider remarriage then you might as well call the calvary right. because Either way, you're going to get stoned by yeah. some people. Mm -hmm. yeah. And mm -hmm. so I wanted to touch on that just a little bit. But I wanted for you to share why is it that you believe, because I know the boot camp works. There are a number of different experiences and exercises. I saw it happen mm -hmm. in the group of 100 plus down mm -hmm. to my small group of seven mm -hmm. to the group of three mm -hmm. to the, the team. Mm -hmm. And so just all of the dynamics, I can see that it works yep. but i want you to share how mm. and why mm. it works wow. you, you know there's a, there's a couple of of things here i you know i've been in the counseling psychology field for decades right and i've done uh individual psychotherapy as a as a uh, as a discipline and when i met jim and he said oh we do this seminar type of thing and and i was like mm okay you know I, I was like all snooty about well yeah. okay I don't know if that's like a trained or professional way to do things all right well anyway um, I know I had an attitude and, <laughs> and um, he so what he did was he said hey I want you to go through the life enrichment boot camp was life enrichment boot camp which is for singles and individuals okay. and what I didn't know was that it was a test date uh-huh so he was t sending me to the boot camp and he was gonna go like okay is she someone? Is she keeper? Is, ah, you know, is she gonna? Is she, right? Is wow. she gonna do her work? Is she gonna? You know, because it's yeah. a, you know, it's a, it's an experience. Anyway, I saw such miraculous healing and growth mm -hmm. in four days that I didn't see in years of individual wow. work. 
Yes. And I was trained in that in that in that modality that says, oh, it takes years mm -hmm. and years and a con and like no. No, I want four days. I want people to walk out miraculously healed, and I got to see that. So to answer your question more directly, we use a group modality, which a lot of people sort of cringe back from. I don't want to be in a room with 100 people. Right. Um, but when what we always say is you will learn as much from the people around you in your small yes. group yes. than you will from those directing from the front. Mm -hmm. yes. You will learn more about yourself. You yes. will know more about how other people navigate life. And so that part is true. The group modality and seeing people journey with you is a powerful, powerful way that you get your healing and growth. Yes. Wow. The other thing is, is that we drop you directly into what we call guided visualization. So experiential mm. um, exercises where you imagine yourself in a setting and then you find yourself like, how am I going to respond right now? I'm in this imaginary setting and I'm surrounded by people I don't know very well and we're all going to have to get together and see how are we going to do this together and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, oh, this is a life and death choice choice yes wow. this is a left turn or a right turn and if you throw yourself into the story it will change you fundamentally from the inside out and wow. so we have found that to be very very effective you know rather than we're going to talk about what your problem is and what happened next and who said mm -hmm. what instead of doing that it's like no let's like put you in a game of tug of war mm. what are you going to do wow are you going to yank on that you can hurt somebody are you going to be passive wow. are you going to cheat you know what I mean? It's Ooh. like the learning comes experientially. Yes. So the experience is what teaches you, not the curriculum. Yes, that's what it is. It's the experience. Yes. And so you grow together. If yeah. you go with your couple, like mm -hmm. so if it's a couple, yep. do you stay together or separate? Good question. We use every formulation that you can imagine. Okay. Sometimes couples are together. Okay. Sometimes we put women with women. Okay. Sometimes we put you in a group, okay. a mixed group. Sometimes I put you with somebody else's spouse. Ooh. And and part of the somebody else's spouse uh, part of it, the formula works because we first put you with someone that you're not going to trigger off with. Mm. Right. So now I'm going to say, okay, what is your, what is the thing that pushes your buttons the hardest? Now, if you tell your mate that, right. y'all might fight. Absolutely. You know what? Because then you'll all of a sudden be saying, yeah. So when you mm -hmm. bup, 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 and you guys mm -hmm. start getting into your own material, but if mm. you're with somebody that you're having to imagine is your mate, you're not going right. to be so. It's not going to be so hot. Right. So we we choreograph this thing so that you go from um, non-threatening space. To a little bit more intimate, mm -hmm. to a little bit more intimate, to then the last part of the boot camp is where in the in the marriage part of it, where couples get together and they they tackle their biggest fight in a structured, controlled environment. Wow! But it's not on day one. You know, it's not. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, yes. it's very progressive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I, I I just I cannot help but see the fruit. I mean, our the statistics of people getting healed is so great that I'm. It's like okay, it's just magic. God shows up, the Holy Spirit shows up, falls on this space, that and happens. I just walk these people through this as a shepherd, and God takes over. And He does. Oh my! I love because that. on the last day, they did ask the question: Is there anyone who has trusted God for the very first time? 
and people raise their hands. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Is there anyone here who is rededicating their lives and people raise their hand? Mm -hmm. So you you don't even see that coming you because it's not wow. it's a spiritual experience but it's not a spiritual experience. There there is a heightened sense of spirituality from start to finish. Wow. But you're not going there for this religious mm -mm. experience. That's right. not what it is at all. Mm -mm. No, no, it's not like a church camp. It's nothing like that. And we welcome everybody. Yes. So if you knew, or let's say someone was <coughs> listening or watching, struggling with clarity, let's say they found themselves at the Life Enrichment or the Marriage Boot Camp, and they're struggling with clarity, um, and they come, because I saw this happen in my group, mm. they come, this is the last straw for us. Yes. Like, this is going to work or it's not. Yep. So this is a make or break us moment <laughs> right now. We've yep. I've seen make mm -hmm. or break us moments wow. where they walked out together. Right. Renewed. Yes. Wow. Yes. yes. Like, came, like, if this don't work, this we is We out. It. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow! And left ready to renew, to renew their vow. Go on a honeymoon. <laughs> yep. So here's wow. the, here's the, the statistics. Generally speaking, couples who come in, about ninety percent of them. Well, let me say this first. About sixty percent of them come in, done, make or break, wow. last last leg. This is it. About sixty percent. Wow. Of the couples that come, about ninety percent walk out renewed. They've wow. found their love again. They found their heart again. They found their connection again. Now we know that it's a mountaintop experience, and that yeah. life really happens in the valleys. Yes. So we followed 62 couples for two years. Wow. They, these were people who were like, "I'm out." 62 couples. They they left with their vows renewed. Two years later, we followed them, and they came back with a survey that said we are we consider ourselves happily married. 80 percent of those. 80% of those Life people. changing. Now, wow. if you look at traditional uh, marriage counseling, it's no. about a 20% right. success rate. It, yeah. Right. It just, there are some new modalities like EFT. There are some new things out there that are, is much more effective. Um, the traditional marriage counseling ha doesn't have a good, no. doesn't have good numbers. They just need to redo that. What was also <sighs> um, inspiring for me was there were a number of people who are engaged mm -hmm. and I thought how smart is that yes they are engaged wow. and they're going through the they're trying camp. to do the work on the front end on the front end like well we always talk and it's about. not just work you know there's it's absolutely about healing old wounds yeah it's absolutely about dealing with conflict but in addition we give you tools and mm -hmm. skills communication skills conflict resolution skills um, we talk about your sex life and some of the stuff that you can do to make that better. I mean, we give you tools, skills, and then the growth and healing at the same time. So it's a it's a mixed bag of really good stuff. Yeah, I think you guys said it's like three to four years worth of counseling in four days. Four days yes, yes, it's it's two years. So you wow. okay. if you just do yeah two years of individual psychotherapy in four days. So wow. let's get it done. Let's, let's get, it, get done. it done. That's why I said everybody needs to go. As a matter of fact, there's one coming up in May. I enjoyed it so much that I'm volunteering. I'm <gasps> like, they got me for life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. yeah. Sarah and I have been in nice. communication. Nice. Yes. We volunteer. You know what? And, and here's the thing. Every time you, like our volunteers say, I learned so much more. Mm -hmm. Because I was able to observe and take it slowly rather than having you guys yank me from group to group and jump into this and jump so into that. So now we're on another level now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm on another level. 
because I went. Th remember, I went because yes. I like to do stuff before I right. tell people to try it. So right. I wanted to come uh -huh. to Life Enrichment before I could tell the listeners to go. Right. And then got there and was like, oh, I needed this for me. And didn't even know it. Yeah. Like, it was so worth it. It was mm -hmm. life changing. I told Dr. Guy, she's the, the contributing counselor for the show. Uh -huh. I spent 18 months with her, oh. and I told her she saved my life. Mm -hmm. But you and Jim changed it. Mm. Wow. Yeah, you and Jim changed it. I, I remember it. the day that, that Jim, like, stood you up <laughs> and said, "Wow, okay, you, you tell me, what do you I'm want? Like, what do you want? Who's he talking to? And it's like, Shondell, <laughs> right? Shondell, what do you want? And I just thought, okay, this is going to get good. <laughs> Oh my god. So gosh. share what you said. Share what you said. Mine was was unforgiveness because I've shared with people that I am a professional grudge holder. I told you guys that I'm like I'm a professional grudge holder. Mm -hmm, He's mm -hmm. like, oh, so you just came into the world holding grudges. Yep. Wow. <laughs> and so he was like, okay, if you go all in, I guarantee this is going to work for you. And I want to hear your testimony by the end, like uh, Saturday, Saturday when right. we finished. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool. But you know, I'm like, mm-hmm, what <laughs> the grudges for 40 years? <laughs> but they know what they did I to me. Pulled, what was it? Um, I think Friday night, mm -hmm. I got you guys in the mm -hmm, corner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just, like at that moment, I was like, this is the best thing ever. Like, I'm done. Like, I was a new person and I hadn't oh even completed gosh. it. It was, I was at like day 1.5. And I was already wow. free from unforgiveness. That's so nice. That's so great to hear. Yeah. So encouraging. Now, I'm telling y'all, I have been holding grudges for four decades. Wow. Ask some people that I grew up with. <laughs> and in one and a half days at the Life Enrichment Boot Camp, I was done. And what was it, what was it that, that turned your mind that said, okay, I, I don't want to do this anymore? What was it that turned your mind? It was one of the visualization exercises. Um, it may have been the one we went through with the dad. It mm, was. Okay. It was the dad okay. experience. Okay. And I'm not going to spoil it. Y'all have to go. Uh -huh. Go to marriagebootcamp.com. Uh -huh. Oh, my gosh. But that one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, that was a beautiful experience oh, because so they great. talk you through this little exercise and I don't want to give it away. Please don't. But at the I'm end going. of the experience, you're holding a gift and you, you're asked, like, what is the gift that your dad left you? And it was so interesting because my gift was a butterfly. But it was a butterfly because my first, they asked, what's the first good memory that you have of your father? He took me and my sister to chase butterflies in the country. Mm -hmm. Like in the field, we were chasing butterflies because he wanted to put them on those little log things. Uh -huh. And that was my first positive memory. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, somebody in my group was like, my dad's never given me anything. And I'm like, huh, welcome to my life. My dad's never given me anything either. Wow. And I didn't expect to have anything by the end of the visualization. I was like, okay, my hand is going to be empty. My dad's not going to give right. me anything. And it was a butterfly. Oh. And he fluttered away. Oh, my and in gosh. that moment, I came there. I told God something. I'm like, you're going to do this or you're not. Mm. And this going to have to be done today by the time I leave this experience type mm. of thing. And the butterfly fluttered away. And I felt like I got my wings. <gasps> yeah. Mm. That, I'm telling you all, that it, it was life changing. And then they take you through one with the mom. Mm -hmm. That's all y'all get, though. That's all y'all get. <laughs> <laughs>
So we have a listener that wants to know, is boot camp only in Texas or do they travel and present? No, we right now we're focused only in the Dallas area. It's all we can handle right now. But we have people coming in from, we had one boot camp where we had 18 countries wow. represented. Yes. So people come wow. in from all over yeah, the world. I met We've people got, from a lot of places. Yeah, and we have people coming in from Australia for, for May. For this Just one. because we had people from Australia who went back to Australia and said, I'm free. That's you right. Got, you know, so, um, yeah, no, uh, unfortunately, we are focused right. just for logistical and right. we built families like yes I love my people we still communicate like we have one big group of yes. the whole class on yes. Facebook mm -hmm. but then my little pod of seven mm -hmm. well it, it ended up being four and they tell you on day one yep everybody's not gonna finish yep. and me being me I'm like who's not gonna finish this <laughs> You're right yeah we lost some people I in mean, our group they tell you that in college so you you used yeah, to that they want you know some of y'all are not look around yeah. yeah the person next to you some of y'all won't be here when we, you know in four years well yeah so they tell you some of y'all won't be here in four days right and so, it was true because it's hard work it isn't is it? hard work i mean you really it's have to throw yourself work. in yeah. and go for it and give a hundred percent and then you can walk away just Reborn. Yes, light. But if you're not wow. wanting to do the work and you want to stay in your little comfortable box, yeah, probably it's not for you. Oh, so I we have people that so don't want to change. <laughs> there, I think that there are people who don't want to change, but then there are other people who don't know how to change. And if you trust them with this process, right. change is inevitable. Wow, that's right. Like that's right. there's no way you can go through this experience, open-minded and full like wholeheartedly and it not work for you mm -hmm. i know mm -hmm. but I can't you, see but it. the key word you said change you said change. trust mm -hmm. to change mm -hmm. and if you are already coming in with trust issues mm -hmm. you're not willing That's to trust point. someone you don't know if you won't even trust people you do know well let me just say something about that you can Virtually everybody that walks in that door has trust issues. Yeah, mm. that's true. Virtually everybody in there is walking in with some. Because I was a skeptic. Yes, yeah, some yes. kind of woundedness. But I'll tell you, between the um, the people you see just melting open, and the the specific sequence of drills, and the music that we use, yeah. we will soften a hard heart if it's softenable if it's yes. softenable and it is a rare circumstance where it's not softenable i have seen people who are too young because mm. to i thought I about it for the that. kids but i'm like no they're not mm -mm. ready I no maybe that. the older ones but yes. not the younger ones i could see that yeah so 18 is our is our is our ceiling yeah you have to be 18 or older and the 18 year olds generally have a tough time with it you have to have, have some, those experiences right 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 and they're not in touch with their pain they're still right. you know yeah Ooh. i could see that that was good <sighs> just okay to catch my breath so oh he's gonna play the music yes absolutely <laughs> next question after the break <laughs> you are listening to with the exes on fishbowl radio network so going into the the last break, I was talking about the number of doubters or the mm. naysayers mm -hmm. who may not think that you guys are qualified to do this since you're both on your second marriage. Talk about that. Yeah, um, you know what's interesting, and I say this at the boot camp, and you may remember that this, but um, 
I didn't grow up in the church. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. and I think there's a special kind of hell for those who did. Mm. You know, because you are given the message that you need to be good. When I walked into church at 30 years old, the message I heard was, you'll never be good. Wow. wow. Let Jesus be your goodness. Ooh. Let Jesus be your righteousness. Yeah, that's a completely different you know what? perspective. That's a different story. And I understand that as children, you got to be good. But right. I mean, if you go in and tell children that, that you know what, there's nothing you could do that could ever make you unlovable, they're going to be crazy, right? Right. Anyway, so I didn't grow up with that, that um, uh, you can't be divorced, you can't da-da-da. Mm -hmm. I mean, I grew up with, hey, if, if, if he doesn't treat you right, cut him off. Just divorce. My whole family, I mean, there's just rampant divorce. We didn't grow up in the church. Okay. Mm. When I finally got to the church was when I first experienced that attitude of, oh, you're divorced? Mm. Okay, that makes you less than. Right. That makes you a second-class citizen. Mm. I can see a little bit of that still in the church, but um, in the church that, that I'm in, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I wouldn't be around people. Who were going to treat me like I was second class or less than or anything? I just, I go. just, right. I just set a boundary with those pagans and tax collectors and say, you know what, <laughs> you're not for me. Right. But I do have people who contact us at, at marriage boot camp with some concern and doubt, saying, you have failed, your husband has failed. How on earth can I trust you with my marriage? Okay. And what I say to them is. I've learned it. I've learned it all by doing it. I have fallen into the gutter. I've fallen face down. I've made every mistake that you can make in marriage, and I picked myself up and I learned from it. And I can teach you how to stay out of that trap. Wow! Because good. I've been there. Yeah, I've wow. been there. I can. And let me tell you something else about that attitude. That that now you're not good enough. If if you are divorced, okay. Think about this. If you had a daughter whose marriage didn't work, okay? Would you want her to stay single because there's some some twisted biblical something-something that she's supposed to stay single? Or, or, I mean, would you want her to be lonely? No. Would you want her to not move on? Would you want her to stay in an in a abusive relationship? Would you want her to be unhappy? No. Absolutely and that's how not. our father looks at us. Girl, I want you to be happy. Mm. I want you to be provided for. Mm. I want you to have the abundant life. And if it's not in this marriage, then I want to yank you out of the fire. Wow. So, look, I have people who call me and, and give me that, and I'm saying, look, I can help you. And you might be that next person that you're pointing a finger at. You want to be that next person? Wow. You wow. go there. You know what? You could be that person if you don't get your head out of this attitude. I love it. Wow. I love it. That's right. Tough love. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. It could be you, mm -hmm. boo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that part. Mm-hmm. Because especially in the church, we're so quick to judge. Mm. And so, okay, so this is my thing. I'm a classroom teacher, but in order to be a classroom teacher, I had to go through the training to be a classroom teacher. Mm -hmm. They didn't just stick me in a classroom, and, and I didn't go to school to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. So I went the alternative method, uh -huh. um, which a lot of times I think is better. Yeah. Because 
I wasn't trained in all of that that they tell you to do and sometimes you can do it better by not learning it the way they told you mm -hmm. to learn it because you're learning it mm -hmm. on site mm -hmm. right so I feel like I'm a better teacher because of it mm -hmm. and a lot of people have different opinions but if it's the if that's the case for me as a teacher in my profession don't you think that would be the case don't you want someone who has experienced all of it yes who can share everything I don't they you know you don't want a teacher teaching math that they can't teach you math mm -hmm. you know what I said that's only qualified to teach or, reading or they never knew what it was like to not know there you go. You know, yeah. you don't, you don't, you know, right. it's like I have the experience of having to you break through yes. and go from, okay, I know where you're at. Okay, mm -hmm. because you're at the bottom. Yes. And I've seen, I know what the steps are coming up. Yes. I know what it's like to not know math. And I can, I can take you along that That's path. A good Absolutely. Analogy. That's so. a really good analogy. And I've had to tell students, you know what? Just because I'm a teacher, that don't mean I know everything. Mm -hmm. There are some things you will teach me this year. And when I learn something, they're like, oh, you, you learn something. See, because they're excited. Yeah. Because I'm like them. Yes. It makes me human. Yes. What happened to that as adults where we don't, where we feel like you can't teach me right. anything? Because yeah. we all know everything already. Mm. That's you crazy. Know, I, I was in graduate school and I had a professor that I had, um, I had said to her, I said, you know, there's a lot of squirrely people who are um, attracted to the field of counseling psychology. Mm -hmm. I said, I've never met so that. many, so many squirrely people as mm -hmm. I'm in, the, in, in this program. And she said, you're right. The program, the um, the field of counseling psychology attracts wounded people often wow and so and she said and you know what the best healer is the wounded healer and then just yesterday at, at church I'm, I'm hearing them say I am healed by his stripes and I'm yes. thinking well there's the wounded healer you wow know? and that's the best healer is the one who's been wounded in you want to hear something funny yes I wanted to be a counselor mm -hmm. in high school you say I want to be a counselor I want to be a counselor then I found out I had to go to school extra long, mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't want to be a counselor anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I just want to get my four-year degree and go on about mm -hmm. my business, mm -hmm. and look what I ended up doing anyway. There you <laughs> go. Because God has a way. Yes. You know, if he tells you to do something. Mm -hmm. My father was a, a minister, so I grew up a PK, mm. and he would always tell his children, you're going to do God's will. Whether it's with one leg, one arm, one foot. <laughs> mm. So since you know that God's will will be done. Yes, let's just go on and do it. Girl, go on and do it with we all your toes and, yeah. and feet. Uh huh. Yeah. That's what he would tell me. And as I maneuver through my journey, I remember those things. It's going to be God's will, mm -hmm. regardless. So just lean into it instead of just accept. Just go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just go. Just go. That makes sense. Okay, so without giving one of the big experiences away mm -hmm. that you guys do, mm -hmm. I want to kind of put us in a story mm -hmm. in case the people listening to us mm -hmm. are feeling this way or having these concerns and they mm -hmm. can't get to you mm -hmm. everybody can't come to the boot camp mm -hmm. but you should marriagebootcamp.com <laughs> and I already linked you guys to the ex's website oh, good you've yes. been on there for like a month or two already yes. so how would you answer these questions 
if there was someone who's struggling, let's say it's the person who's coming and they don't know what they want to do with their marriage, mm -hmm. am I willing to lose everything in order to find it all? Like, how does that speak to you as a counselor? Well, you're, you're picking up a couple of different themes, okay? One of them is surrender. Am I willing to surrender? Am I willing to trust? You know, if you think about the standard that God puts on us, it's am I willing to stand naked and unashamed? Am I willing to get that real and that raw? Wow. Um, and that's where the, I mean, that's where the magic happens. That's where the, where the miracles happen is when you're just able to say, I surrender, I give up, I will do whatever you ask me to do. Mm. And I see it every, every boot camp. Yeah, that's really good. So then a different spin, am I willing to hold on to right now and miss out on my tomorrow? Wow. That's deep. <laughs> yeah. Because I think people are struggling with that. It's yes. like, okay, I can hold on to this. Yeah. And I've got all this little stuff that I have right here. Mm -hmm. right. But you don't know that out there could be two, three times more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you're trying to move forward, how do we start to unpack, I guess, that mindset or that process that we're thinking? You know, I I'm going to um, miss out on something else if I let this go. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'll tell you something that I got from um, a 12-step program, and um, and it really is a biblical principle. The one day at a time from 12-step from Alcoholics mm -hmm. Anonymous, one day at a time, that's really a biblical principle where we're told that, that worry about today because tomorrow has enough worries for itself, that right? Okay, yeah. so so I have to tell myself all that. Let me tell you this as a counselor. If I see somebody thinking too far ahead, they're going to have anxiety. That's if I true. have somebody looking too far behind, they're going to have regret and depression. Mm -hmm. right. It's that that's the discipline of living in the moment. And in the boot camp, you're put into situations where you're you're like you're plopped into a situation and you're like okay here's what's up right now yeah. here's where your life is and here's what your situation is right now what's your move I wow. love that what's your move and so it will show you a lot about yourself it'll show you a lot about how you navigate life when you it's like I use the I use the um, uh, analogy of a firefighter. You know, firefighters run into a bu burning building, mm -hmm. right. and they see people in need all over. Right. And they have to make a decision. Okay, to triage. Okay, that one's going to live. That one's going to die. I have very little information, but I'm going to put my effort and my focus right here. Wow. And they got to make this kind of a decision. Wow. Not a lot of us have that experience of having to make those kinds of quick decisions with very little information. Wow. If you get all analytical and you can't move you're gonna be so stuck so I'm like just be the fireman be wow. the fire run into that be building and make it and make a choice and it might be life or death in this scenario but you gotta make a choice mm. so uh, it's it's for a lot of people it's like oh yeah oh that gosh. helped somebody that helped me let yeah Whew, be the it, fireman it, yeah let open me up to this new experience of something that I haven't done because of fear or shame mm. or or control or it's like no I'm gonna drop you in the deep end of the pool see if you're gonna swim wow I'm telling you now I'm gonna float I'm <laughs> just gonna I'm going down and I'm coming back up with no air <laughs> 
you know, I you know, I was I was that auntie that would push my nephews and nieces in the pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would. Sink or swim. Yeah. And guess what? All of them that I pushed in the pool can swim. Don't try that with me. <laughs> <laughs> But I will be. You will be surprised about what you can do uh, yeah. when you have to when do have it. To. Yes. Well, and, that, and that's really true, and that's part of the experience of the boot camp. Is we we're not going to put you in danger. Mm-hmm. No, they but don't. We're, but, they we're don't. Gonna, right. we're, but we're going to like figuratively throw you in the deep end of the pool, and you can't swim, and you're going to be like, okay, what's my play? Right. What's my move? Yes. Because I can I can give up, and I can just die. Mm-hmm. Or I could get creative. Mm. So the brain opens up to a lot of creative she ways. This is the last question before. Yeah. Like if you were at odds with yourself and you couldn't make a decision, like yeah. you just answer that in yeah. that one decision. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You step out and you do something. Don't stay stuck. Just do something. And that's what I tell people about the boot camp. You know what? Don't overthink this thing. Just come. Just come. Just come. And expect a miracle because we're, we're going to give you something. We're going to give you something. Yeah, you're going to leave with at least one thing. Mm-hmm. I love that. And a whole bunch of friends. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and just the just the people watching and the, the uh, seeing life. It's like, going to, it's like going on a safari and seeing wild animals. You know, you're surrounded by the strangest things, right? And you get yes. to see firsthand life as you've not seen it before. Wow. It's it's a it's a beautiful experience. I was about to say that it's a beautiful experience. Yeah. It is. It is a wow. beautiful experience and it's right here. I've been in Dallas like 23 years I think mm-hmm. and I think Jim's been doing this about 20 years and yep. I was like I don't even know how I didn't know about yeah. this. Right. Timing. God's timing. Mm. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. His timing is perfect. That's when I was supposed to find out. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we always say God's timing is perfect, and it really is because think about our relationship. Oh yeah. Think about us sitting here. Who thought we'd be doing this? Who in the world? Nobody. <laughs> who I in I the was world? like, you what? No. You, were, you were married to who? <laughs> yeah. I guess I was about it. the girl. <laughs> yeah, he's probably like, yep, didn't see this. Coming. No, absolutely not. And it's just so amazing because what caused everybody so much pain a long time ago is now bringing everyone so much healing. And mm. it's a source of joy. Mm. Absolutely. Like, I told them, like, this is, like, the most exciting day of the week for me. Like, mm. Monday is, is it for me. And I'm going to be honest, I used to hate Mondays. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Mondays, I'd be like, oh, Lord, can we just skip to Tuesday? <laughs> I mean, it, it would make for a better week. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm on my way to more healing. Mm. I'm on my way to get better. Mm. Talking about the stripes, the bruises, the broken pieces. Well, mm-hmm. well, there's also the aspect of, of the joy and abundance of operating in the gifts that you've been given. Mm, the call yes. that's on your life. Yeah. It's like when you're doing what you were designed to do, you know what? It, it does. It, you come good. away energized as a way, as opposed wow. to, you know, 
being exhausted at the end so of the day. So it doesn't drain you mm -hmm. when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Because mm -hmm. I could do this like all day. Mm -hmm. That would be a good gig. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yes. I didn't have to worry about the bills. Mm -hmm. Right. And the kids. Right. Mm -hmm. We just sit here and just have different people come in. <laughs> and heal all day that'd yeah. be good yeah share wisdom share yeah. life you know your life experience my life you i mean people need I, and i say this at the boot camp you cannot do this by yourself right. you need your you circle of that. sisters mm -hmm. and right. your band of brothers you have yes. to be in community and so in our own little way over the airwaves we're providing community for somebody out there who wants to hear hear a another warm voice yes mm. somebody needed comforting mm -hmm. absolutely we have so many people um that are saying because one person i have to go back to it i stopped allowing people to condemn me on god's behalf mm. wow god oh. wants us to have joy mm. unspeakable mm -hmm. and when your marriage doesn't give you that then you are living outside of what God wants mm -hmm. for you. I believe mm -hmm. that, but mm -hmm. how about I get beat up for saying that? Oh my gosh. And then um, I had someone else to say in some of our um, some of our, our comments left for some reason I don't know what happened but they're moving um, up they're just going well, too fast well, this one like I, a call came in on my phone and knocked it out so I lost some of the comments okay. but um, Charlotte uh, Blaylock she was saying how she thinks it's wonderful because you're so stressed out I'm paraphrasing Charlotte please forgive me but she was saying how you're so stressed out in a marriage and it's like do you stay in that stressful place mm -hmm. or do you decide to live yeah that's a good question yeah absolutely and, and let me tell you another important question along that vein is there something redemptive to be gotten from this suffering if if God's not going to birth something out of this, yes. if, if there's not a, a purpose or a cutting edge or an iron sharpening iron opportunity here, if this is just suffering for the sake of, of the enemy, I'm out. I'm out. I tried to tell somebody that yesterday. I tried to tell, not tell. I tried to tell somebody that. Just yesterday, if you're popping pills, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, and going to doctors, right, and don't want to get out of the bed, and Been suicidal, there. Been there. I'm supposed to do what for you? Been there. A lot of people have been there, but we don't want to talk about it, right? Because if we talk about it. We get hit over the head with the Bible. Right. Because mm. you're in trouble for, for thinking such things. You're not praying hard enough if you're dealing with depression. Mm. You're not worshiping if you have to go to the therapist. I mean, just lies. Just lies, right. lies, lies. <laughs> just lies. Just lies. <laughs> lies. Stop lying to people. lying to people. And, and you know what? And what does the enemy want to do? Wants to lie, wants to kill, wants to destroy. Steal, steal mm -hmm. kill, destroy. And look, if, if that's what's happening in and your life. And he uses the church to do it. Oh, let me say this. When you said that about, about I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, you want to know the perfect way to use God's name in vain? Tell someone that God said That's to condemn it. you. 
Oh, that's it. De God said I should be condemning you for this. That's it. That's using God's name in vain. Mm. I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't think it's using a bad word. I think it's when you when you attribute something evil to the Lord who loves you. Oh, that's a good take. And how about this? I'm gonna take it a step further because Karen, more handy, my sister. We talk about this all the time. How people will say, you need to buy the blue one. The Lord wants you to buy the blue one. Well then, if you tell people that the Lord say buy the blue one, or even though they know the green one is better for them, they what, most of the time, the they're going to buy the blue one. Yeah. So now, not only have you used the Lord's name in vain. You've led somebody astray. You've led someone astray. Mm -hmm. And guess what? God is going to get you for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he is. Mm -hmm. So we, we're going to have to stop using God's name, saying that he's saying all of these things he's not saying. If it doesn't speak love, Absolutely. if it doesn't speak redemption, it is not from him. Say that one more time before we close. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if, if, if there's a smell of condemnation on it, if, it, if, if it's not speaking love and mm. redemption to you, it is not from him. Mm. I love that. That's mm. the takeaway. That's everybody's takeaway out there and in here. Mm. <laughs> Go ahead, my head keep going. Mm. <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait, wait. One more. Mm. Okay, I'm through. <laughs> How Elizabeth talks. It's yes. like she told me off without telling you off. Absolutely. People tell me that I tell people off, but she has more attitude. I She's love more of a it. sister than I am. <laughs> mm. oh Look, gosh. are you using God's name in vain or are you just lying? You mm. really are going to be in trouble. That's one of the the callers. We must know our purpose in our marriage. I have learned that everything that glitters ooh, ain't gold. Mm. 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 They said that we didn't say it. Yeah, we didn't say that. <laughs> you heard me? Uh -uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> you guys, we have enjoyed our time with Elizabeth. We didn't give out the phone number, but most people, if you're on Facebook, you can actually see the phone yes. number. But nobody. Well, the questions came in they on did. Facebook, so yes. thank you guys for reaching out to us. You can always reach Elizabeth yeah you can always reach us on our website there's uh -huh. a chat feature there and a, sure and, a, is. and a contact us feature and that's the easiest way to get to us I know there's awesome. an 800 number out there too but people don't use their phones to call anymore right. but chat right you know we'll get you right away yeah, I've used the chat somebody <clears throat> the chat helped me register on the chat um, oh. and that's marriagebootcamp.com and it's for both singles and couples yes so and the next one is May May 15th May 15th. May 15th through the 18th, so it's coming up in three weeks. Uh, we're filling up, and we're excited. We've got some amazing <gasps> new coaches coming in. Some amazing. I learned from the best, though. I did. I learned from the best. <laughs> I'm coming. Yes. You come. You, you come. Yes. yes. I've got some people pending. I know one person actually registered, and then I've got a couple people that I believe, well, now three, 
I know she's yes. going to be first. Oh yeah, I'm gosh. excited because I'll be able to come up there and go, oh, I know you, and yeah. I know you, and I know you. <laughs> Yes. And I love when I, I don't uh, usually uh, it's my team is picking up the chats and all that. But once in a while, I'm able to just actually get out there and talk to people on the the Internet. And uh -huh. it's like such a blessing when I see him in person. It's like, oh, my gosh, you're like my child. Oh. I just want to give you I just want to hug your neck right now. I love it. I love it. It's a great experience. Life changing. Life-changing. So you guys, up next week, we have um, a gentleman who is a retired detective from Las Vegas, Nevada. We're going to be talking about in-laws and outlaws. Ooh. I figured who better to do that than a detective. Mm-hmm. There should be some shenanigans going on. <laughs> Girl, I have to fix my seat. <laughs> yes. Something more. Well, okay, so... All day I've been like, oh Lord, what do I say to the listeners today? And in church, Dad said something yesterday. He said, uh, we were taking the Lord's Supper. Mm -hmm. And he took the bread and he broke it. Mm -hmm. And he said, a lot of people want to be used by God, but they don't want to be broken. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he broke the bread and he said, take, eat all of it. And it hit me, and I literally just bent over and bawled mm -hmm. because I thought about how much I've been. I'm, this is personal. That's what I thought about in that moment. Like, Lord, I must be. I have crazy. been so <laughs> broken. Mm -hmm. And just that morning, I had gone through something, mm. and my daughter witnessed me go through it. And when I went through it, she said, Mama, wow. I want to be just like you when I grow up. Oh. So it's hard to convert your family. Those are like the last people that you convert. Mm -hmm. But for your own daughter to say, I've seen you broken, just saw you broken, and you handled it with class. A lot of times we say we want to be like Jesus, but do we really? <laughs> Jesus was bruised. He was beaten. He was whipped up the cross and had to carry his own cross. We want to be resurrected. Right? Yes, but we don't, we don't want, want the death. We don't want that. Mm -mm. But you can't have one That's right. without the other. You right. cannot have a rebirth without a death. You Ooh. cannot. You cannot. You have to be, be, be willing and surrendered to dying to something. Yes. In order to be lifted up and reborn into something fresh and new and beautiful. And that's what that's what I was feeling yesterday when I left church. I said, God, I thank you for my broken pieces. I thank you for allowing me to be broken because I know in this space, not, you're not going to leave me broken. Right. But baby, when you get through with me, when you get through putting this puzzle back together the way it's supposed to be, mm -hmm. when I can look at that blueprint and say, oh, my God, thank you right. for what you have done for me. Mm -hmm. And when I left church, I gracefully said, you can break me. Mm -hmm. Break me. I am a willing vessel to be broken, but it's because I know the thoughts and the plans you have for me mm -hmm. to prosper me. I know the, the right. end result. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What you're going to do for me after the brokenness, what you have for me after the brokenness, 
what you're going to give to me after the brokenness where you're going to put me after the brokenness preach girl baby i'm going places mm -hmm. but it's because i allow god mm -hmm. to break me mm -hmm. right so he's using me to show others okay i broke her openly mm -hmm. but keep watching mm-hmm don't take your eyes off of me. Mm -hmm. You're breaking me in the open, but baby. He's going to bless you in the open too. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and let me tell you something. There's some marriages out there that need to be broken. And, and I and, and I and I don't and I don't mean there are divorces that need to happen. Right. right. There are marriages are that need to be things. broken yes. and built from a different place and humbled and I and I, I see it at the boot camp. I love it. I love seeing these people come in, you know, stiff necked, you know, prideful mm. and get just get broken yeah. and then and then that beautiful surrendered place where you could say okay now mm. i can be lifted up and made new mm. what i say last week about the bottoms falling out of a yes. marriage yes yes just, just let the bottom just fall fall out. on out and remember at the end jesus said it is finished he surrendered it you didn't take it mm. i surrendered it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's what we have to do with the marriages